Welcome to the Connect Raleigh podcast, where you hear the stories, the people, and the places that make Raleigh, North Carolina the best place to live. As one of the most connected people in town, real estate and networking expert Chuck Belden leverages his connections to introduce you to all the reasons why Raleigh is one of the fastest growing areas in the country. If you've lived in Raleigh for years or are thinking of moving here, this podcast is for you. It's local, it's authentic, and it's time to connect you with your host, Chuck Belden. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am very excited to be here. Thanks for joining me. Got a great episode for you today, but I got to start off with a quick and sincere apology. I recorded this episode with my buddy Matt uh, over a year ago, and in the transition from switching studios, it just got lost in the shuffle. Um, totally forgot I hadn't published the episode. Shame on me. I, I don't claim to be a podcast host. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. I'm totally surprised we get through any of the things we get through. But I feel really badly that uh, we never got Matt's episode out until now. So some of the content, some of the info you're going to hear is a little bit dated. We talked about him just getting married, just having a baby. The, his business hadn't been opened yet. And now it's been open for about a year. Um, we also talked about some of his favorite restaurants in town, one of which is now closed, which I still don't even know why it's closed. That's absolutely insane because Garland was a favorite of so many, including me. Um, and then I also in the podcast, you know, got to go back and make a little correction here. Uh, I talked about how one of his favorite coffee places I thought was closing permanently. Luckily, I made a mistake there and that was a temporary shutdown. They're back in business. So, uh, 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 apologies to Sola, which uh, you'll hear about here in the episode. But let's talk about Matt for a second, because this was a really fun conversation. And I love it when conversations like this just flow. And we could just have a really good conversation, talk about anything that comes up and it just bounces back and forth. These are my most favorite podcasts. Matt's a really cool dude. He owns a uh, Bachelor of Science in Phys Ed from East Carolina. He was a collegiate wrestler. Um, Worked for a while in sales and then got into personal training. He's going to tell you all about this. He was one of my favorite trainers at Heat, uh, a place I visited regularly um, when I was spending a lot more time downtown and I was a little bit more active. Um, and then he went off and uh, opened his own studio. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some really cool things, talk about all of his favorite places. So please give it a listen. Check out his new studio, Oak and Iron, and then definitely check out his favorite places around town. But let's jump right into the conversation with Matt Gulliver. So you've been in the fitness industry for a while, right? Uh, at this point, it's going on almost like seven years. Yeah, okay. So, And you were, I mean, athlete clearly before that. Yep, so I, uh, I wrestled through college and I actually went to school to be a physical education and health teacher, um, but decided that I was gonna join corporate America and went into sales and Good and bad, right? Because that you you know and you reflect back, and I think about all the life experience I gained. You know, I was in corporate America for eight plus years. Um, I wasn't happy necessarily, but those skills that I have now are absolutely invaluable to my success. So it was um, all setting you up, right? Yeah. So I did. Uh, I was at Enterprise Rent a Car. I fell for that trap, and I <laughs> I worked the normal you know eighty hours a week in my suit and clean, oh, man. clean cars. And then I did uh, software sales for years, which was great money, but I just wasn't fulfilled or happy. So yeah, um, then kind of took a leap of faith and uh, 
joined my buddy who uh, we wrestled at NC State together, and uh, he was a trainer and kind of always trained on the side, and then he uh, kind of helped nudge me into the fitness industry. So uh, that's Jake Jim on it. He, he gave me uh, a lot of credit to actually, like, helping me make that big jump to – make the decision to join the fitness world. I loved what you guys were doing over there at heat. You know, your, your strength class was like my favorite class that I've ever been to, I think. And, um, will you be doing something similar to that at the, well, what's the name of the new studio? So the new studio is called Oak and Iron Fitness. Okay. And, uh, we'll be up in North Raleigh. So not, not in downtown, but at the six forks and uh, Strickland intersection. I know exactly where that yeah. is. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of, uh, similarities, honestly, we'll have the group fitness format. We'll have the personal training. We'll have nutrition coaches. Um, I would say some of the major differences we'll have will just be a little bit more equipment. So I think more squat racks, more sleds, stuff like that. But yeah, we'll have strength classes, conditioning classes, and there will be a little more on the smaller side. So we'll max out about like 20 people, but we'll, you know, our bread and butter will be those group classes and then the personal training. What's your favorite part about, you know, training people and helping people with health and fitness? It, it, honestly, it sounds so generic, but this is what, what led me to do it in the beginning is I was, I was working this nine to five. And I was training on the side and that's where I was getting my energy from is seeing people like find that best version of themselves. And I know it sounds so generic, but to see, I, I honestly, I think it's one of like the life hacks is the, the secret to happiness is making other people happy. And I think like, giving right. your energy to other people. And I think you kind of like you're chiseling and tapping into this person that they don't even know exists in there, but you can see that potential. And then that happiness starts to come out of there. And it's like really, you know, selfishly, it's, it's fulfilling to you to be able to help someone get there. So that's such a cool way to look at it. Was it hard going from being employee to entrepreneur? What's that transition been like for you? Overdue, maybe. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, it was in there all along. Yeah, it was yeah. always in there. I don't yeah. think like, you know, at my my relationship and my time at Heat, there was no like good way to end because you know we're breaking off a relationship with a really good friend mm -hmm. um so i don't know that i could have ever timed it but i don't think that i was ever designed or made my internal wiring isn't made to be an employee like yeah. I, you know i wanted to run the show are you guys still close was it was that breakup been okay that's it, hard <laughs> yeah it's hard i don't like i said i don't think there was a perfect timing yeah. for it and i think like deep down we both kind of like Maybe I feel a little bad about it, even though I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I'm letting, oh, I get I'm it. letting yeah. a friend down. Yeah. Um, and I think they're super happy for me, but it, selfishly, probably for them, they're like, man, we lost a they're really, losing really a piece. good employee. So, yeah. um, I think we're both kind of growing from it. They were at my wedding this weekend and it was incredible to catch up with you them. You guys didn't wrestle or anything at the week at the wedding? No, no, You no. didn't take them down? You know what? 10 years ago, that would have been a very normal thing <laughs> in my friend circle. And now we're, uh, <laughs> we're far removed from that. Getting so. too old, got <laughs> kids now. Yeah. Let's ease up on that. Right. Uh, so no, I, no, the, I, I wouldn't say the relationship is strained or anything like that, but it's different. And I, I think over time it'll be perfectly fine. I think it's kind of the dust will settle and I think we'll look up and I'll be successful and heat will remain successful. And yeah. So, yeah. So what's the, uh, tell us more about Oak and Iron and you know, the, the schedule, how long you're going to be open for the people you're looking to attract, like who's your ideal client. Yeah. Tell us anything you can tell us. So basically it's first off how the story comes up, you know, how sometimes they say a pandemic has its good reasons. Well, that's one of my questions yeah. is like, what's your pandemic silver lining? Cause there's, they're out there. Right. So I, um, the world slowed down for the first time for me in years hmm. and I'm someone who stays very busy and between having, uh, you know, uh, at the time a newborn, uh, less than a, you know, a one-year-old and then the world pauses. And it was the first time that I'd actually been forced to slow down. And, you yeah. know, I'm a big advocate for meditation and reflection and I, I push it onto other people, but sometimes, you know, 
I stay so busy that I lose to practice myself. And it was the first time that I had to like pause and I was stuck in this house and, and forced to kind of listen to the voices in my head and, and had those conversations. And it was like, it actually started with doodling. I was doodling and I was kind of like, man, if I, what if I were to do a gym? How, would we, how, could I have, how could we have survived this pandemic? And, and he did, did an incredible job keeping our members engaged. But it honestly, it really just started with me jotting in a journal. Hmm. And I, I was like putting it together and I started like, it was became a hobby. Like every night I would like formally or like draw in this journal and then it- What a good uh, habit that is just yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then I turned that into an actual business plan and um, wow. started going to banks. And uh, first two banks were just like not even, in, they were just not even interested in looking at it, let alone turn it down. Yeah, I was wondering what that would be like over the last 18 months trying to get people yeah. to pony and, up some money. And so I, I, it was one of those things was like, why not? What will happen? What's the worst case scenario? And I, honestly, I'm very positive in that mindset. Like I don't get discouraged very often. I was kind of just can bounce back and let things like roll off my back. So it's kind of like first two banks didn't do it. And I was like, all right, we'll just keep seeing what one does. And so finally a, a business plan picked it up and. I'm sorry, a bank uh, looked it over and they're like, we like it. Can you come in and talk it over with us? I was like, so I sat through and and next thing you know, it started to become more real. Um, So they were like, well, let's pull your finances. Let's do this. And uh, so then the ball started kind of just rolling. So, um, but I kind of bounced around your question a little bit, but the plan, what it's going to look like, uh, classes will be, so be group classes that'll be 6 a.m., 7 a.m., noon, 5.30 5.30 and 6.30. And then throughout the day, we'll have our personal trainers. I, speaking of the pandemic, I, I'm interested in kind of doing this like test run of these like mid-morning and mid-afternoon classes because I think we just have like a whole new work from home type. We do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I've noticed it now because when I've left heat, this, I've been in three, four months where I just bounce between houses. And really like, obviously it's a luxury to be able to afford personal training, but people that can tend to afford personal training have a little more like, flexibility with their schedule so um our group i mean we are going to be a true like boutique fitness it's going to be on the higher end it's going to be very clean facilities and nice facilities and higher end equipment and um so we're trying to attract um honestly i'm open to you know that it's hard when you make a business plan one of the most difficult things if uh, you've done it is like you need to find your exact niche and you can't just say like we're open to anyone yeah even though you are right yeah but it's like your marketing content and what you're looking to to do is um you got, you got to talk to that specific avatar, they, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Paul Toretto, I don't know if you uh, know him. He's an incre- incredible uh, designer in downtown. He's a brand designer downtown. So okay. he's actually like a behind the scenes to almost like every who, who's restaurant of down here. So he made Crawford and son. He made, so uh, I need to talk Union to him. Station. Yes. He, he, and he, he's who I, had, uh, Chris Moody, one of my good friends actually recommended that I, reach out to him because he had also done the, the Heights House, the new hotel over there. So he'd done all their branding. And so I'd reach out to him and he was, you know, for not knowing the market, it seemed very expensive, but I was like, you know what? My friend recommends him. I'm, I'm going to have trust in him. He has all these incredible brands and I want to get like lumped in with them. And um, we had to kind of design that niche. So when I first, the name Oak and Iron, um, Oak obviously Raleigh and Iron Fitness and um, I love it. I, I loved it too. Paul actually at first didn't love it. Oh, and Paul doesn't he, know anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, he was like kind of, I'm, I'm personally fatigued of the name Oak a little bit. Uh, and he's like, you can type in Oak and Raleigh and you're going to see hundreds of business. Sure. And it's true. It really is. But, uh, you know, you have this person like me and for those who don't know me, I've got a full sleeve tattoo. I'm bigger, you know, so that's just like, he was like, but you 
my target market because just statistically what makes up group fitness is about 73% women. Yeah. And so, and then it's also into like an age range of like this, like 28 to 45 range. Right. So we had to feminize Oak and Iron. Yeah. And so some of the font and the color selection and all of these things. And now we have this like cool, sleek brand that like, it has like a powerful name, but it also has this like cleanness. Yeah. Well, the logo, you can feel that. Right. Like I can feel that in the logo, you know, Oak and Iron. And when I say the words, I picture one thing. And although I absolutely get that from the logo, it doesn't feel all hyper masculine. Yeah. Yeah. And so I should have came a little more prepared right here, but that's it. Nah, I, I don't like being prepared well, or winging this whole this thing. This is the cool thing about the tree though. So if, um, the oak and iron tree, if you look uh, at the logo, it is a iron beam. And then there are seven limbs to the tree. And each of the limbs represent one of the um, seven dimensions of wellness. So okay. like, occupational, uh, make sure you're in a job that makes you happy. Environmental, make sure you're doing something to give back um, to, to our world. Uh, it's all mental, intellectual. Did so, you come up with these seven or no, is no, this, no, this that's is a like thing? A, that's a thing. Ah, shit. So, I need to pay attention to those. Then. Yeah. So the seven dimensions of wellness are just like all the things that equate to happiness. And that's kind Interesting. of like the mantra of is oak and iron. Like, yes, we are fitness. I can teach you fitness, but I also understand that's not what happiness is. And that's not what true wellness is. So if you were in incredible shape, but you're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, you're you hate job, your job. Yeah. yeah. There's so many other things. So our job as personal trainers you know, we're it, part psychologists at this point, but we're trying to just kind of listen to people and help steer them and make good decisions. And like, uh, you know, I'm not the, the motivational interviewing of you familiar with that. We just constantly are asking questions and yeah. you're trying to like get them to dig in. A lot of people know the answers. You just have to pull it out of them. Yeah. Well, I can see that and I can see why that's so important, you know, and people want to feel connected to whatever they're doing. And I, you know, you don't go to a, I don't go to a gym and st- if I'm disconnected, if I feel like I don't have some sort of emotional connection or personal connection to the people or the place, I don't last very long. One of the things I liked about your classes before was that you were engaged and it wasn't just screaming at somebody to do more reps. There was actual engagement there and people I think feel that and people want to stay part of that because it isn't just the fitness piece of it. There's so much more to it, that social wellness, the, you know, all the things you said, I don't even know if social was one of them, but if you're not happy in your relationships, that's gotta be a a big problem. And so I think when people can be part of a, I was in hospitality for a long time with bars and nightclubs, people want to go to a place where they feel part of it. They know people that are there, the bartenders, the managers, the owners, it's that cheers mentality, right? Fitness is the same thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people are searching for that tribe. Their community, yeah. It's a tribe. Right? There you go. Um, and then you get people who align with you and then next you have your social group, but then it's a lot easier because from a business standpoint, right? All of a sudden I've created this community where you're not quitting the gym. You're quitting your friend. Tom Way harder to do Mary. that. Right? Yes. You've made all these connections. So a lot of, the. um, what we're looking to do too is just kind of be out in the community. So we've already made a couple initiatives. Like we just did a um, drive where we raised money for teachers when the school year started and we helped them buy school supplies. And constantly, that's what I kind of want to do too is we're just finding ways to inject these people to like give back to our community. So our whole like overarching thing is creating a stronger community one person at a time. So you did all these things before you've even opened? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we've already been starting. So we've been, yeah, we did a couple charity classes outside at the parks. And okay. Um, the next one, I thought about doing one for Thanksgiving, but just with the grand opening, I was like, this is going to be too much. Speaking of which, did you hear that there's like a turkey shortage? 
No. Like you're supposed to like order your turkey like today. Seriously? I'm dead serious. That's I was thinking we were going to do a turkey. Like, it's you know, November 10th for all of those listening. <laughs> we might be past this when we air it, but that's good to know. Yeah. Um, so I heard there was like a turkey shortage. I was like, man, I haven't ordered my turkey. I didn't order turkeys in advance. <laughs> oh, man. Pandemic hitting us again with one more thing. Yeah. So who's... um. So how, what, what's your staff makeup right now? Um, how many trainers do you have? Uh, you know, yeah, are so, you growing still? What's that yeah, look like? So right now we're at um, five trainers. Um, so my sister, Kayla, who's coming from Heat. Um, I don't me. think I know your sister. She's a trainer too? Yeah. She's oh, a that's trainer. dope. She was a trainer at Heat. Oh. Uh, she's full-time project manager at Cisco. Okay. And trains on the side. And then uh, Jenna Altman, who is... She had left Heat probably a year prior. I know that name. Okay. Um, now, she full-time owns Harpers Coaching. Okay. Um, and she's going to be our nutrition coach. Fantastic. And then I have two other guys that, ironically, I just met through my own research and Instagram and got to know these guys and met them, and they're both uh, super fascinating. So one is Rich Medlin, who's an ex-NFL football player. Okay. Um, played for the Patriots and Dolphins and wanted to get into training, and he's kind of the perfect moldable person right he's in incredible shape he has a crossfit certification and now i'm gonna kind of help him courtly and bring that knowledge to help other people yeah. just because you're a good athlete doesn't mean you're necessarily a good coach yeah so now um and then the other one is uh his name is king sambu um, that's a cool name he's his story is super fascinating i uh it's such an interesting story he played professional basketball and he tore his knee playing professionally and and depression and gained weight and got to the point where he was like unhealthily big and the doctor was like you need to get you you can't live like this you're not going to live much I mean, he was like 370 wow and he's 610 so he's a huge man oh wow and um he started running to the gym every day and he's from gambia and uh he was running to the gym every day and the trainer there was like hey man you know you're coming here more than we do you should get certified so he Went and got certified, and he ended up getting one of the uh, hardest certifications, which is one I have at the CSCS. And he got certified and started becoming a trainer and lost like 180 pounds. And this craziest thing, so he's still probably 260, 270 pounds. Damn, that's still a big guy. Yeah, he's 6'10", though, and he just ran the New York Marathon, and he is sponsored by, like, Nike, and he's a marathon runner. Really? So this huge man. That's that's not your typical frame for, yeah. No, and his specialty is running. Wow. So um, he's just such a, he's a, a, honestly, him and Rich, I'm so incredibly happy to have them on the team. And so we've been getting to know each other over the last like four months or five months, just kind of meeting up for coffees and they've helped me set up stuff at the gym. And hmm. so that's our core team. And then I have a, um, a couple other people that have jumped on as almost like a uh, internship that reached out to me again through like just through my network and said, hey, I want to learn to be a trainer. And they're going to be doing some front desk work and helping me with some administrative stuff and getting certified. Nice. So, you know, you wouldn't know it from my uh, from my physique, but my degree is in exercise physiology. Yeah. <laughs> I so I got my degree in exercise physiology with literally no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Actually, that's a little bit of a lie. I went into that program because I thought I was going to be a physical therapist. And I didn't get into the physical therapy program at my college. So I chose my college based on where I wanted to play lacrosse. So I went to Ithaca College, wanted to play lacrosse there. One of the best PT programs in the country. Wasn't smart enough for that, so didn't get into it. So what I did was, thinking I was smart, I took pretty much all of the prerequisites for a physical therapy uh, program, all the electives that I needed to take for that PT degree so that I would only have to go to grad school for like a year or two afterwards to get my, at the time, it was a master's in physical therapy. Now it's a doctorate. And I was like, so I took for fun, organic chem, physics, all these things that 
I thought I would use one day. And as soon as I graduated school, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going back. I was done. And so I was a personal trainer for about a year, but um, I wasn't very good at it, which is then how I got into the bar business and then into real estate. But um, I remember a few of those things from, from back in the day. But see, you telling that story is exactly what I think is so cool about like mine as well is because it's like it just life bounces you around. Yeah. And you don't really know, understand the purpose or anything of all these little steps. But like yeah. I was being a phys ed teacher, right? And I, again, didn't know why I wanted to be a phys ed teacher at the time. It was like, oh, I want to wear sweatpants and, uh, you know, play sports all day. Right. Like, look, here I am 20 years later and I'm actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> just in a different way. In a different way, but monetizing it, right? Yep. I'm not working in the North kind of school system making twenty-five, thirty thousand $30,000 a year. That's right. Um, I love those stories that where you can, you can look back. It's easy. It's easier to connect the dots. Right. And I think I'm of the mindset and you're probably similar in this, that everything's working in our favor. Like we're, the universe is conspiring for us, not against us. If we're open to those synchronicities and those coincidences and it's hard when you're in the moment when you're going through some shit when you're in a job that you don't like and you don't really see the way out of it or or whatever it is or a relationship or whatever but when you get back and you look back you're like oh that's why that's right. why it lined up to get me to this point yeah i believe that, that. that that's exactly true to our relationships i actually gave a little thank you speech at my wedding and then i was talking about the pandemic and i was like you know it's so crazy we, we had three wedding dates so they got canceled multiple times so we my finally, goodness we made it to this third date and it was kind of like you stood up there and it was like, obviously my, my bride, she was, I mean, Jenna is amazing. And I was so happy to finally have that. But we're at this point now we have home two and a half year old. We've lived together for three years. Like, I, you know, there was an excitement there, but uh, I, it almost like on Monday, like life's just the same, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, uh, you know, there's a, we have, we're rings now and we're, you know, we call each other husband and wife and she changed her name. But I looked around that crowd and I was like, man, it's so fascinating to think that like, we like those little like the journeys of each of the individuals that brought there and all these people were introduced into your life and some of those roads are ending and some are just beginning but for that one in that night you're celebrating all these 140 journeys that collided on one same that's so awesome like, what a cool, cool way to look at it yeah, yeah. so um same way we talk about relationships talk about jobs all those things are happening for a reason and teaching us something some sort of tools to equip us to carry us forward yeah all right, folks, let me take a real quick second to introduce you to another one of my referral partners. I build my real estate business by referral. I love working with quality partners and vendors, people that I trust and I feel good referring business to. And I'll be honest with you, it's been hard over the last couple of years to find quality people in all different areas of business that actually do what they say they're going to do, that show up on time, that have great customer service that do the right thing. And I'm super grateful to have found Ladder Company Painting. They are a painting company here in Wake County, actually owned by three brothers, Nick, Chris, and Billy. Nick is actually my next door neighbor, lives right next door to me. He's a full-time firefighter and owns this painting company. And they do incredible work. They started their business in early 2020 as a way to spend more time together and make a little extra money on the side. And the business has just grown and grown and grown. And now they serve people and families all throughout Wake County. So whether you are moving into a new place, getting ready to sell, which by the way, every one of my seller clients, I refer to Nick and his brothers. Um, or if you just want to brighten up your home, you need to spruce up a commercial space, they can get the job done. So you can check out their website at laddercopainting.com. That's laddercopainting.com to get an estimate and um, tell them the Connect Raleigh podcast and Chuck Belden sent you.
And we're back with Connect Raleigh. You you grew up in this area, right? Yep. So you grew up here, high school, college, now running, building a business, starting your family here. Um, I, I'm guessing you've seen some changes over the years, right? You grew up in the in the suburbs of Raleigh. Where'd you grow yep. up? So I grew up at, between either Apex or Fuquay or around that yeah. area, pretty much my entire life. Yeah. So what was that like 20 years ago? Completely, completely different. Yeah. So my family left in 2000 when I graduated high school. Okay. Um, but nothing, nothing's the same. Outside yeah. of uh, the Cary Mall was like the spot that I hung out with. Right? <laughs> you know, and we had a theater. I can picture was, you there, yeah. And there was a theater um, that was near there. And that was pretty much like where you had to hang out if you were from Fuquay. Like there was nothing in Fuquay. And now uh, Fuquay's humongous. Yeah. With all the different, I say humongous. It's got traffic issues and it's got a lot of things and restaurants and stuff. And we didn't have any of that. Yeah. Um, and then looking back, we were talking, I was actually talking about this the other day. Didn't you work at Oxford at some point? No, I didn't work there, but, um, I worked at Buckhead Saloon. Okay. Buckhead, but Buckhead wasn't even there when I was there. Yeah. I mean, Buckhead came, but, but when we first, uh, when, when I was in NC state, I went downtown Raleigh. I was like trying to think of bars and areas. And I was like, I don't, we didn't come downtown too much. I was like the Oxford and the Oxford. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was, hung out there. <laughs> yeah. There just wasn't a lot of yep. areas. Then Buckhead came along and, um, at, you know, mosquito and there's different. Yeah, I was just it. talking about these with my wife. She, we, she used to love mosquito. Yeah, and then uh, there was something with the E across from mosquito element, maybe, or something the E that's actually where Vidaria is now. Oh, it was S Lounge. S, S Lounge, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. E S S Lounge. Yeah. E something with the E. I was right. Yeah. Um, and it's funny as I look back and I'm just like, man, Raleigh is like so cool now. And like you would have never thought twice about living in the city 20 years ago. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, in your mind, it's always cool. Like, oh, I want to live in downtown. Um, but we were, there wasn't anything. It wasn't cool. There, there were no options no. and Fayetteville street was closed. You know, yeah. there was like a walking mall yeah. and there was, you know, like three condo buildings that were more like kind of like apartment buildings yeah. and there just weren't options. And at 5 PM when the offices closed around here, everybody hightailed it back to Fuquay or Cary or wherever they were living. And right. now there's actually a vibe, you know, there's a vibe downtown, but there's a vibe everywhere. Like look what's happening in midtown. Look what's happening in North Raleigh as things are continuing to grow and be pushed out. Like, it's just, it's a cool city now. It's now a, I would call it a mid-size, exciting city. I don't know, uh, gosh, I have to look at what it was on my Facebook. It's News and Observer, I think, but they posted a picture today of the skyline of Raleigh in 1950 standing on top of Broughton High School. Oh, really? And you look over and it's like... Farms. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's just a residential. Yeah. From pretty much Broughton all the way into like where the, like Fayetteville Street is now. Yeah. And there's a couple little buildings here and there. And it's just kind of cool. Obviously, that's, you know, we're nearing 70 years ago, but... Um, you know, 20 years ago, plus when I was in high school, you know, A, the traffic, you were so scared as a high school to drive and, right. traffic and get downtown, but there wasn't things to do. And then now it's like, I, we actually just, um, Jen and I moved to North Hills, I guess almost two years ago, right before the pandemic. But we lived in the city for three years prior to that. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely, honestly, I loved, loved, loved living in the city. And we, we really thought we were going to be that cool hip family that just took a yep. kid around the stroller and <laughs> <laughs> I can raise my hand to that. We're I thought like, the yeah, same. It's going to be so cool. And then it's like, we were in this little condo over in Fred Fletcher and I still loved the place, but I was going insane. All the gifts we were getting him started. Mickey was starting to move. I was like, there's no way, there's no way we've got to buy a house. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, we ended up buying a house right off of uh, North Hills and I'd gotten so locked into the downtown scene that I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And now I'm like, 
once you like I removed myself a little bit, I was like, Oh, there's a there's happiness yeah. outside of the city. Oh, dude. A, you know, you don't have to walk to every restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that inconvenient to get into a car like I made it out to be. I had gone three years downtown where I had driven like I'm not kidding. It was like less than 10,000 miles total in three years. Wow. Because I rode my bike and yeah. walked everywhere, and I worked in the city. I lived in the city. It was just kind of like, um, so I thought it was like inconvenient to get in a car for some reason. Now, yeah. it's like I kind of enjoyed like the, you know, you have a kid. So it's just like, you, it's the only really time you get to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that or when I hide in my closet at 5.30 a.m. to try and meditate yeah. until my son breaks in the door at 6 a.m. Like yeah. clockwork. That's one of my... Uh, I can't, I can't rid myself of this, but I have this thing where every single night I have to stay up later than everyone because I need a second to myself. Yeah. And it's like, so, I, you know, I grew up in the video games area, so I, I either want to play a video game or I want to watch a basketball game. Or I, just, I just need like an hour to myself. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think we all need that. You yeah. know, I think especially with pandemics and life and kids and craziness, like we all need time to ourselves. And I think it's easy for us to feel guilty about that sometimes or to feel selfish. But I think that the only way to have good, solid relationships, especially those we live in, live with, is to give ourselves a little bit of space and a little bit of time. Yeah. I get it. So you live in, you, you moved to North Hills now. What are, what are some of your favorite places around where you live? Like, do you guys go out for, do you get a chance to go out for date night while you're getting married, opening a business, raising a two year old? Yeah, that life has changed quite a bit. So we are both food lovers. And when we were in the city, we would, I mean, from every, like Stanberry is my absolute favorite. Yeah. Like, that's my so number good. one. I love Stanberry. It's hard not to mention Stanberry um, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I love Garland. Um, so good. Um, I, I, I love a lot of restaurants, actually. I don't want to throw one on the bus. I got sick from one recently. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Hospitalized. 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 Do they know? I, they do, but they didn't respond when I told them. Interesting. Yeah. I had well, a, I'll leave it up to you if you want to mention I ate a, or not. I ate a raw oyster, and oh. I got uh, Vibrios. Yeah, I mean, by far the sickest I've ever been. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, massive hospital bills. I was hospitalized overnight. Multiple. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but it still was my favorite restaurant. <laughs> Prior to that, I, I go back every day. <laughs> um, but uh, up in North Raleigh, so then you have you have a two year old, and, uh, and everything's about how friendly it is for a kid. So it, honestly, the truth is, like when we do get a chance to break away, um, get a date, it's been Stanberry. Yeah. Because it's just infrequent, but. We're more of like, um, actually, right, the gyms is right next to a Mil- Milton's Pizza. Yeah. I, look, I'm not going to go and sit there and tell you that, like, you're going to find the best Italian food in the world, but it's... It's solid. got a nice salad bar. It's a nice little <laughs> solid, like, little pizza yeah. spot. And it's like, we're, I've met the owners. They're friendly. Like, we've gone over there because uh, I had, you know, we ended up... It touched, pulled my heartstrings, but we needed some volunteers to help at the gym. We ended up having, like, 40, 50 people came and, like, helped me for hours and hours set up the gym. And we went and ate at Milton's afterwards. Oh, nice. And uh, they, yeah, we built the equipment. We built the front desk. We were just installing things. And it's just kind of like, but uh, Milt's Pizza is the perfect family-friendly. Yeah, I was going to say, what are some of those family, family-friendly family places that you've found Yeah, that's, now that you got a little one? That's one of them. And yeah. then we uh, we tend to frequent uh, Mexican restaurants <laughs> quite a bit. It's mm-hmm. just, it just seems it's easy. The chips distract them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, I'm sure you can kind of relate to that. But having a kid, they're going out to eat kind of like a – it's stressful for me. Yeah. It's hard for me. Like I try not to be too uptight, but, um, you know, it happens. And the, I just, when I, when I go out with the kids, the biggest thing that I think gets me is if they're quote unquote misbehaving and they're just being kids. Right. And if I can remind myself of that and just be in the moment, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that was one that took me probably a couple of years to really 
get better at was oh, being I'm, okay with my kids out, out at I'm dinner. I'm super thankful that uh, Jenna is not only an incredible cook, but loves to cook. And I'm not saying that just because she'll listen to this, but she comes from an Italian family and they cooking is just like their love language. Yep. And it is just like a hobby. Like I can't quite understand that. I don't mind cooking. I don't mind grilling, but it's not like a, I can't wait to get home and cook. But like, I'll just like get home for the afternoon and you know, she'll be like, I need you to watch Mickey. And I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm just cooking. But it's not even for dinner tonight. It's just like, she's just in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, and I'm definitely not a, uh, traditional, even though we ended up, which is kind of funny is I would have never said, I want this like stay at home wife and this and that, but that's just kind of how like the cards fell for us. And you know, us having a son, but Jenna uh, stays at home with our son and she owns a photography business. But, um, she just enjoys cooking in her free time. So I, when I say it, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm the guy who works and she stays home to cooks and clean. It's not that, but she thoroughly enjoys cooking. She loves cooking. Loves That's it. awesome. Um, so you and I were talking before we started recording and you mentioned something that I found interesting and I wanted to learn more about it. So I didn't ask you in the moment, but you, you just did something with ABC. Yeah. Like, w w tell me what's going on with that. So the social media like kind of the, the world just starts kind of working in your favor sometimes when you put yourself out there i believe that i believe um, that even even on the you know you contacted me it was like all these opportunities started to kind of present themselves. but it you know again it goes back to some generic advice but sometimes it says taking the first steps the 90 percent of the battle it is and it's like just show up um so between i had a random company link up with me who's like teaching a dentistry thing here and i like led a seminar for one week for and then ABC, I got a seminar for what? Uh, the American Dentist Pediatrics. But you were teaching dentistry? No, I taught them a fitness class oh. <laughs> every day for like seven days. Got it. Um, I was like, oh man, you're versatile. At the Marriott. And, okay. Uh, but it was kind of the same thing. People start finding you on social media. And um, yeah, so I got contacted by this guy on uh, Instagram who's like, oh, I'm an ABC producer. You know, you're interested in filming a show. <laughs> you're like, week. sure I'm you like, are. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I'm like looking over his profile and I'm like, you know, I, you know, you get spam all the time on your Instagram. Yeah. So I kind of was like, I don't really know if there's, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll hop on a phone. I was like, can you email me anything about it? So he emailed me over and I'm like looking over. I was like, well, kind of, this looks like a very legit thing. I was like, I'll jump on a phone call. Let's chat. So we chatted and, um, yeah, I was on a show and I think I'm, I can't like go into the very specifics of it yet until it airs, but I can give you the generic. Yeah, please. So it's free enterprise, um, is the show. And Brian Hamilton is the host of it. And it is about um, uh, ex-convicts and getting them, they're wanting to make a change and get back into the world. So they are um, Brian Hamilton, who started SageWorks, mm -hmm. and then he sold SageWorks uh, 2018. That's and, so funny that that comes circle. I applied for a job there like 12 years ago okay. or something, and I didn't get it because it was the worst interview in the history of interviews, <laughs> but you go on. <laughs> so, so Brian um, sold the company for millions of dollars. I mean, a ton of money and he decided to go full-time into like philanthropy and just helping people and wow. doing a show and so now um he runs a show for enterprise on abc and they go spend time with these ex-convicts that are trying to make start a business on their own and then they take people like me who come in and you know i basically am assessing or assessing this person's uh, ability so this particular one is about the fitness world and this person's wanting to become okay and so i uh you know go through this person's class and give them feedback and gave them advice and i don't know what i'm limited to talk about but and now and as a former ex-con yourself you know how to have this conversation <laughs> yeah it's funny as i had to tell a couple of people i was like when i was talking about it it's like well it's about a you know sex convict getting into the fitness world I was like wait wait 
I'm not the ex-con. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the expert in the fitness world. All right. Um, man, I love that. And I'm super excited for everything you got going on in your life. You know, it's just everything's working out and I'm excited to see how it goes. I can't wait to come try out the gym. And, you know, I kind of like to ask everybody this same question as we wrap up. And it's if you had like a close friend or family member from out of town, somebody that was like, you know, I see you on your Instagram posting about Raleigh all the time. It looks dope. I want to move there. I'm going to come visit for a weekend. Where do I go? What do I do? What are some of your favorite places or where would you send somebody if you weren't in town for that weekend and they were coming to visit, where would you tell them to go? You know, it, honestly, I feel like I'm like a chameleon in this regard. So it's like, depending on what that person is oh, yeah. interested in, I can say, oh, you're a foodie. Here's this bars. Here's this, um, me personally, like yeah. my happy spots. I, 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 it's the tons of cool parks around here. So if they're like someone who likes to walk and get out, obviously Umstead's amazing. I loved, I live next to Fred Fletcher and I found a lot of like Fletcher parks, a cool spot. I, I, yeah. Well, living next to it. I didn't go to it a ton or before then. And then living next to it, I was like, man, it's so peaceful over mm-hmm. here. It really is. Like, we'll just take blankets and go sit over there or walk. Um, obviously, aforementioned uh, Stanberry. Um, I think, uh, man, you even, you even kind of prepped me with some of these, and I'm kind of fumbling my words over here. No, that's uh, okay. So, like, do you, do you start your day off, like, the same way? Do you ever go to the same place for coffee or smoothie or breakfast or end it the same way do you have a any favorite lunch spots that you would just have to tell somebody to to go check out or yes yeah, so i um do love uh iris coffee i think iris coffee is a cool little like tiny little shop i love supporting local where obviously. is that iris coffee is on tucker street okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a small little coffee yeah. shop and i you know i'll be the first one to admit um guilt with uh, the convenience of starbucks and finding those little things like this but i always want to support local mm-hmm. and so iris solace up off a lead mine i love is a coffee shop I'm, i love coffee yeah um, so i just went there the other day and they've got a sign up that says they're closed solace coffee yeah i just lead went mine? yeah oh, i wonder if it's like a temporary i hope so because everybody's been talking about it so i went to try it out and i saw a sign that said they're closed and it said indefinitely oh, <laughs> so, gosh. so i don't know for why or for how long but uh um, I mean, indefinitely seems like a long time. <laughs> no, but yeah, I just went by there like the other day. So yeah, I have to look into it. But yeah. Solas is where I was at somewhat near. My I house. hope I'm thinking of the right place. Otherwise, Solo I just screwed them. Mine, like, yeah, up there at Sawmill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and then um, actually, just today, you know, the um, Persian Street Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. I ate at Ish. Um, one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So okay. I'm also, I'm a big sandwich guy as well. How, how can you not be a big sandwich guy? <laughs> Joey from Friends, like yeah. I think I liked him because he was a big sandwich guy. Okay, so um, as far as entertainment goes, um, you into music or art or anything like that? Is there anything around Raleigh that really you know you just you love about this area? Two things: the art museum. Jenna actually does a ton of her family. Oh yeah, as a photographer, sure. So I take Mickey, and that's another place we like love to walk at. Um, but yeah, the art museum is great. Music also is like the foundation of our relationship. Like we still are huge. Um, music people and we I lived at the Edison for a while and we would go over to um, oh my gosh why am I drawing a blank here the tiniest little uh, concert venue over here Lincoln Lincoln Um, I love going to Lincoln Theater I think it's just such a cool like Mm -hmm. intimate experience and yes it's hit or miss you don't know who you're always going to get but I end up seeing some of like the most amazing shows in my life I saw there I saw Zach Brown there for free about 10 years ago wow on the street they did a street concert right in front I did my my little like claim to fame one there was like um, Alan Stone. Oh yeah, Alan Stone. Oh my god. Oh, Alan Stone's 
I yes. mean, it was the best. It, it just was so cool to be in such a small room with someone yeah. like that. So, He's the guy for me. If you close your eyes and listen to him, if you don't know what he looks like, and then you see a picture of him, you're like, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You're like, really? <laughs> but, uh, I would not have thought that. Yeah, so we, we love, love, love going. And, and Red Hat Amphitheater, like I'm all about live music. And I think that Raleigh has a lot of cool little music places to go yeah. to as well. Right on, man. Well, um, where can everybody connect with you online? So... You can follow us on Instagram at Oak and Iron Fitness, and it's just sounded out, the Oak, the word, and Iron and Fitness. Uh, my personal Instagram is at M underscore Govs, G-U-V-S, which was uh, my nickname growing up. So I love it, brother. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please visit us at connectraleigh.com. The Connect Raleigh podcast connects you to the amazing people and places of Raleigh, North Carolina. Check out the show notes for more ways to connect with our guests and with Chuck. Be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening, share it, and leave us a review. Thank you for connecting with Connect Raleigh.